0: Chapter 1. Busted. August 11, 1978. One false move and bullets would be flying. In California's Eastern Sierras, 195 miles south of Reno, Nevada, I lived in a small two-room bungalow in a little town called Bishop. A bunch of us were coming back from a day at Keos Hot Springs. I was in the back seat and there were three other guys, two women, and three young children in the car. They were about to drop me off. All we had to do was take a left turn onto 1st Street. My place was the second bungalow on the right. Before we turned though, I noticed that the guys at the veterans hall on the corner were all outside, drinking beer on their lawn chairs, instead of inside at their bar. We knew they had a CB radio that got the police radio band, and they were all seated, looking straight at my bungalow. We noticed this too late, but it probably wouldn't have made a difference anyway. The moment we took that left turn, we were surrounded by the Bishop Police Department. Five cops, five guns, pointed at our car. None of us moved. We were all experienced criminals. The cops knew us and didn't like us. One false move and bullets would be flying in our direction. At that close range, they weren't going to miss anybody. Inside the car, we were talking to each other without moving our lips, betting on who the cops were after and for which crimes. Everything happens in milliseconds in this kind of situation the cops were definitely jumpy. The first thing they noticed was the three children under the age of four. Simultaneously and instinctively, each drew his gun up, pointing it toward the sky. A cop could never live down shooting a child. The children's mothers, both in the car, hugged them close just as the guns went up, but that movement brought the barrels back down, lightning fast, and pointed straight at us. That's when I took over and told everyone in the car, including the women and children, to slowly raise their hands, palms facing the cops, and let the cops cherry-pick whichever of us they wanted. This was for the good of the women and children and those not guilty on that particular day. The cops took me from the back seat. I saw one of my ex-roommates, with a broken leg, get out of the back of a police car. He had been arrested a few weeks earlier. He unlocked the door to my bungalow and let the cops in, and went in also. Never a good sign. More likely a sign you're getting ratted out. This actually turned out to be a good thing. The cops mistakenly thought that my ex-roommate's name was on the lease. They began searching the place. It took them only about a minute to look under my pillow and find my 20-gauge, double-barreled, sawed-off shotgun with two dime-loads in the firing chambers. A dime-load is used instead of BB shot. They are actual dimes, money, and fit perfectly into the 20-gauge shell casing. Not always safe, but very effective and dangerous. On the streets, if your enemies know this is your up-close-and-personal weapon of choice for dealing with shit, it commands a little respect and makes people think twice before coming after you. As my ex-roommate left my bungalow, I noticed he had collected his personal items. He looked over at me, handcuffed in the back of a police car, and he winked. I winked back. My friends and I had many different private communications that people outside of our inner circle wouldn't pick up on. A wink meant it was something good, that he had my back. All I was wearing when I was arrested were sandals and a pair of jean shorts with no money in my pockets. The cops had only wanted me and let everyone else go. Off to jail I went. The charge? Armed robbery. This was definitely one of the low points of my life.